Jordan. Ian. Who went to do some grocery shopping, tripped, fell into the fourth dimension, and now has nipples for hands. Mike Tyson? No. Two guys. What? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to one of the mid-range, mid-to-best comedy podcasts around, maybe? This is episode 19 of Two Sick Guys, What's Up With Them Today? (coughs) And my name is Ian, and I am joined by the slipperiest camel I know, the one and only Jordan Jordan. How are you? (laughs) I'm definitely on the mend. On the mend. I'm feeling so much better. Still not 100%. I'm not quite 98% like you were last week. Yeah. But I'm getting there. Well, I've dropped since. I was feeling better. I mean, I'm sure people are pretty sick of hearing our illness journal. (laughs) But uh, just briefly, I was feeling fine today. And then all of a sudden, in the last half hour, my sinuses have just filled up. So I feel like cotton wool head. Oh, dear. Still, it's that kissing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, we really need to stop. It's all the tongues. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only reason I come round with it is for the tongues. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I think generally we're on the mend, but we'll see how things go. So long as I can breathe, eat, work and record, I'm happy. So fuck off cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I'm really annoyed, you know. Oh, go on, why? Well, annoyed's maybe not the right word. I've just had to put myself out a little bit. So do you remember Ian? Um, I remember Ian well. (laughs) He was an all right guy. Poor guy. He died of cotton wool head. (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember that I recently bought a new electroacoustic guitar? I do remember that, yeah. Okay, so I'll let everyone else listening know. I'm still waiting for you to pay me the money back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For everyone else that doesn't know, I have a Taylor-branded guitar that I've had for about 12 years now. Beautiful. It was originally priced around Mm £1,500, which still is a lot of money, but that was even more money back then. I love it. It's no longer produced because, of course, they go through cycles of particular series of guitars. But I've always wanted a spare one in case of any issues because I gig with it basically every weekend yeah. sometimes three days a week so I literally don't feel like I can be without. I'm not quite sure you can call playing to yourself in the bathroom mirror a gig but still I won't uh, rattle on about that carry on. Yeah no but I've got multiple mirrors so it looks like I've got loads of audience You're just your own audience <laughs> I love you Jordan <laughs> Unfortunately they're all cussing me <laughs> You sh- One of them even punched me <laughs> yeah. Keep trying to headbutt me <laughs> weird (laughs) they're really close up ugly as well (laughs) yeah so i've wanted a spare because if i have any issues i'm kind of buggered really and i saw that same model of the guitar that i've got right now and i thought it was a bargain price of a thousand pounds i remember you telling me that yeah god yeah i'm anticipating where this is going now i've just found one for 10 quid on ebay (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly it was a really good price it wasn't in perfect condition there was a couple of dints here and there but i mean it was never intended to be like I was going to be using it for gigging. It's going to get, not ruined. Battered and bumped about. Yeah, exactly. It's not a showroom guitar. Yeah. So I buy this guitar that would normally set me back nearly £2,000 in today's money. Mm-hmm. And I paid it on my credit card because I thought if this is a scam, they say if things are too good to be true, they probably are. I paid for it on the credit card. So if it was a scam, at least it's not my actual money, as it were. And I can contact the credit card supplier and get things sorted. Anyway, luckily it arrived. It was fine. It was the guitar that was listed. (laughs) It was the guitar that was pictured. Perfect. It played really well. It sounded great. I've got one of the fancy Bose column speakers that we gig with, and I plugged it into that in the living room. Sounded great. I loved it. I thought, this is amazing. Okay, that's the end of the story then. That's a lovely lovely end to it. It's brilliant. (laughs) Jordan got a good guitar, and he's happy with it. I'm just bragging. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
everyone else, however, other than Ian, is probably thinking, this sounds like a book coming. Yes. So, when I played it at a gig, unfortunately, I just was not happy with the sound at all. My wife even came to that gig, and she said, that doesn't sound right. It just, for whatever reason, did not sound good. And no matter what kind of EQing I did on either the guitar or the mixing desk, it just sounded really crap. Quick question. Mm. Was that the first gig that your wife ever attended of yours, and that's just how you sound all the time? Yes. <laughs> she was like, yo, yo, John, mate, you sound rubbish, pal. <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's not the guitar's fault, man. <laughs> <laughs> She's my best critic. <laughs> After myself. And all your fans in the bathroom. They always stand in a row behind each other. It's weird. There's <laughs> a never-ending line. A never-ending line of complaints. Sounds like my life. <laughs> so, yeah, for whatever reason, this guitar just wasn't as nice as I remembered it being in the living room. Just didn't sound as bright as my older model. And it turns out, after some research, I found out that the pickup in this newer guitar was changed by the manufacturer right and i'm not a fan of it i even ended up buying a boss eq pedal in order to dial in the right sounds and that still didn't help me and that was 200 quid so (laughs) i ended up returning that pedal and i've since spoken to the manufacturer taylor themselves to arrange to get the pickup changed so long story short i'm having to collect the guitar in six weeks and that's costing me 200 quid But I'm also getting something called a Taylor Sense installed, which means that I can use an app to remotely check whether there's charge left in the internal 9-volt battery. And I can also check the humidity levels to make sure that it's stored optimally. Wow. While it was a bargain, and it still kind of is, it has been a bit of a pain to get to where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. But all in all, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, What? Recommend issues? I'd recommend getting a bargain guitar and doing up as you like. (laughs) It's a good way to live your life. Unless you're not a guitarist, in which case it's probably... Yeah, cheaper if you don't. Yeah, I would absolutely not bother. (laughs) Quick little tip for you, though. Rather than getting that app and getting that thing installed, quick way to check a 9-volt battery, pop it out, pop it on your tongue. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'll do that mid-gig when I think... (laughs) the battery's dying I'll be like hang on everybody one sec everyone (laughs) mid show entertainment watch me lick a battery (laughs) that's the highlight of the show actually I know I've seen it (laughs) so is my wife it's nice to hear what you've been doing with your week with my week I decided to just really quickly because in last week's episode I mentioned about a gut feeling oh yeah and I mentioned that there was some scientific reasoning behind it mumbo jumbo Uh, no it's truthful moothful (laughs) Uh, I did a little bit of research and um, I have written a nice, delightful little paragraph to explain it so that people didn't just listen to that last week and go, this guy's a fucking kook. (laughs) Did you know that kook in Swedish, which is K-U-K, means cock? Oh, I did not know that. So anyway, I'll fill you all in now on the scientific reasoning behind that because I I feel it's important because it might have made people go, wonder what he's on about, but then not be bothered to do the research themselves. So I just thought I'd tell you all at home, just in case you're wondering, the actual scientific reasoning behind the saying of a gut feeling so that you know that I'm not just an idiot and it is actually a thing. There is a scientific reason behind the saying, a gut feeling, and that is that the gastrointestinal tract, including the stomach and intestines, contain a network of neurons and neurotransmitters known as the enteric nervous system. This system is some sometimes referred to as the second brain because it can function independently of the brain and the spinal cord. Okay. The enteric nervous system communicates with the central nervous system through the vagus nerve, which sends signals between our gut and the brain. These signals can influence our emotions, our mood, our behavior to experience what we call a gut feeling. That vagus nerve also really makes you want to gamble. Yeah, yeah. I've heard it's uh, fantastic with a deck. (laughs) 
but yeah so uh super interesting so like that's essentially saying that your gut your tummy and all that beautiful stuff in there does act like a, a brain so if you're thinking about something and you get a bad feeling about it and you feel that pit in your stomach it's probably because your tummy is going this ain't good bro interesting and so you could have said all this scientifically last week i could have but i uh, i hadn't planned it when i said about it it kind of just came out of nowhere <laughs> i didn't actually mean to say it <laughs> was it your gut that was telling you yeah my gut was like tell him about me <laughs> don't you hate when you have conversations with your gut <laughs> happens all the time mine just growls all the time <laughs> yours is an angry gut <laughs> <laughs> how's it going today jordan's gut <laughs> i am selling it <laughs> naturally that's <laughs> such a jordan thing to do <laughs> But anyway, on to the good stuff. Jordan, what have you got coming up today? Well, you don't know this, but I actually have the return of Would You Rather. Oh, okay. Last time I loved it so much, it brought me so much joy. So I've got some slightly more difficult questions this time. Slightly more risque, shall we say? You know fine well that it's going to be easy. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a matter-of-fact person, I know what I want, and even when people present me with two different random options, I can always just gravitate towards the one that I know I want. So bring it on, Jordan, man. Okay, we'll uh, eat your words later on then is that one of the options (laughs) (laughs) or your curtains I'll just ask my gut. Hey, gut, what do you want? Words or curtains? Food. (laughs) (laughs) Actual food, please. (laughs) Vegetables, Ian. (laughs) Love it. So what are you doing for us today, Ian? Today, rather interestingly, I decided to take a break from the paranormal. Oh, going to talk about dolphins. Normal dolphins. (laughs) Yeah, normal (laughs) dolphins. (laughs) Uh, I noticed that over the last 10 or so episodes, there's been aliens this or Bigfoot that. So I decided to change things up a bit and I'm going to be discussing every 16-cylinder car from the late 19th century that has become a classic in recent years perfect our hot rod hottie (laughs) Uh, to dress up for the occasion i have given myself a go faster stripe down the middle of me it was from the 19th century so it's lead-based paint so if i collapse out all through this uh, please call my wife it is actually a landing strip what are you trying to say i'm the size of a runway (laughs) i was thinking more of the downstairs decoration right (laughs) decoration Does that mean it gets like seasonal and stuff like at Halloween? I put like some pumpkins around there and you know get some Christmas trees up. Could do you do you. I will do me because nobody else wants me. <laughs> I am of course only kidding. Today I am going to be telling you about one of the most famous poltergeist cases to ever knock the socks off of your ethereal nipples. Oh, I've always waited for that day. Hit me. Can't get these socks off my nipples, help me. <laughs> Especially now it's so cold. <laughs> They're like coat hooks. <laughs> Looks like you're smuggling in Tic Tac. <laughs> Or the ends of umbrellas. (laughs) Or the little ones that go in drinks. (laughs) No, the big ones and they curl. (laughs) That would be useful at Christmas. You could say they're stockings. Yeah, do paint those then. (laughs) Candy canes. Uh, Yeah, today I am going to be telling you all about the Black Monk of Pontefract. Oh, do tell. Okie dokie. So, to look at the house, number 30 East Drive in Pontefract, you'd think it just looks like any other house on the street. Nothing abnormal about it. It's a three-bedroom, semi-detached council house built around the 1950s. So, pretty normal so far. Right, Jordan? I would think so. Well, to venture inside means you might be subject to the spooky and sometimes dangerous goings-on that happens within its four walls when the sun goes down and the night draws in. Oh, so maybe not all happy and chipper. Correct. (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) I'm good at this. Within this house resides a spirit by the name of the Black Monk of Pontefract, although it was never actually confirmed that it was Monk, and he was sometimes nicknamed Fred. (laughs) 
brilliant, okay. This case is one of the most famous poltergeist cases in British history. The case involved the Pritchard family, who in the 1960s lived in the small council house on 30 East Drive, Pontefract, West Yorkshire, here in England. Disturbances allegedly began after the Pritchard family moved into their home in August 1966. The family reported such things as feeling cold gusts of wind, white powder falling from midair, objects being moved around and levitating, strange noises and even physical attacks by an unseen force. <clears throat> was that one? <laughs> Spooky. One of the most notable incidents occurred when a family member claimed to have been dragged up the stairs by an invisible entity, resulting in cuts and bruises on their neck. That seems unpleasant. Absolutely. But my normal Friday night in. <laughs> <laughs> Love getting dragged up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it was reported that when they first moved into the house, they found a skull in the basement. And while there are no records of anything paranormal happening to previous owners of the property, there is a rumour that the activity has dated back as far as the 60s century. Okay. The entity was described as a tall figure wearing a black hooded robe, which led to it being dubbed the Black Monk by the media. And this name was also given to him because one of the most well-known stories involved a monk who was said to have been hanged on the site of this house in the 16th century for the murder of a young girl. Legend has it that the monk's spirit still haunts the area, hence the name, the Black Monk. Ah, okay. The Black Monk was said to be particularly active in a small room upstairs which the family claimed was always colder than the rest of the house. So this case gained widespread media attention and was investigated by numerous paranormal researchers and investigators, many of which reported experiencing strange occurrences themselves, including equipment malfunctioning and being physically pushed or touched by an unseen force. Mm. Author of the book Poltergeist, Colin Wilson, who reported on the incident extensively, said he witnessed puddles of water appearing in the kitchen on the floor, and apparently even plumbers, plumbers Jordan, weren't able to find an issue or the reason for the spooky water. Not even Mario and Luigi. They were called, they couldn't find it. Mamma mia. <laughs> I think as they were leaving, it was reported they said, F*** you, we're in your f***ing spooky water! <laughs> All they were after is trying to get to Princess Peach. <laughs> yeah, the, the people are like, yeah, mate, she, she's under that puddle there. Just, uh, <laughs> you find the, find the cause of that water, you'll find her. Okay, uh, we'll find her the phone, don't you her? <laughs> Mr. Wilson also wrote in his book that the daughter of the Pritchard family, Diane, was frequently thrown out of her bed and was the poor lass who I mentioned earlier who was dragged up the stairs by the Unseen Force, which resulted in the cuts being left on her neck. Super spooky incident that happened when holy water was sprinkled through the house, the poltergeist allegedly retaliated by painting upside down crosses on the walls and doors of the living room and destroying crucifixes already hanging on the wall. In addition, Joe and Jean Pritchard, I presume the mother and father, reported seeing a black cloaked figure with a hood over its head hovering over their bed. That's awful. And I have one question, right? When it said it began painting upside down crucifixes on the walls and doors, like what with? Yeah, I was thinking exactly the same thing. The same water? I mean, you wouldn't see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's imagine, like, if you sprinkle this holy water, and it's like, fuck's sake, man, sick of you fuckers, like goes into your <laughs> DIY cupboard, throws like a ladder out, a brush, gets his paint brushes, like you're fucking angrily dabbing it into the paint. Did you like painting? Because it is in Yorkshire, so he probably might have that accent. <laughs> painting the upside down crosses. Like, what's this on wall? Crucifix? F off. Okay, like, well, Larry. Yeah, it's just a, bit of a, a strange thing to say, like painting. That's so funny. I've never thought of having some sort of poltergeist that you really are afraid of with <laughs> a Yorkshire accent. <laughs> and an artistic streak. <laughs> <laughs> Artists in Yorkshire, you fucking bully my leg. <laughs> Sick of you guys, that's it. I'm off out to release some steam and paint the sunset. <laughs> Could you imagine if the Exorcist film featured a Yorkshire accent? <laughs> it wouldn't quite have the same effect, would it? Oh, you motherfucking sucks cocks in hell, you bastard. <laughs> Someone needs to dub that. Absolutely, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs>
check TikTok. So the house and the black monk has been extensively investigated as well as experienced by other people that have lived there. Uh, there's a spelling mistake in my uh, writing here. And instead of writing have, I wrote A-V-E. So I guess that's quite Yorkshire too. <laughs> my mum does that all the time. <laughs> does she? Yeah, and she'll say instead of I am, like am, yep. she'll say with an H, ham. Oh, right. It does my head in. <laughs> so if you're like, hey, mum, I thought you said you were going to make me a sandwich today. And she went, ham. You're like, yes, that, that's what I want in a sandwich. No, not ham. You said tuna. <laughs> ham. <laughs> if she sat there with bread in front of her, point nine. Ham. <laughs> no, mama. I said tuna mayonnaise. Ham. I was <laughs> <laughs> getting well angry. Ham. <laughs> Jordan. Ham. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, so at this point, I've got a little list for you of some of the other spooky things that had happened in this house. Okay. Objects moved and disappeared without explanation. The doors opened and closed on their own. Unexplained knocking and banging sounds. Cold spots from sudden temperature drops. All pretty standard stuff, so, you know, general poltergeist stuff. But number five, yeah. green foam-like substance appearing and disappearing. Ooh. So by that one, I'm a little bit baffled. Like sea foam. I couldn't tell you, mate. I wasn't there. <laughs> Furniture moving and overturning by itself, including a pair of heavy oak bookshelves moving several feet across the living room floor by themselves. Or maybe it's ants. Like hundreds of them just getting underneath, all working together. Maybe they are quite strong on those little f***ers, aren't they? <laughs> uh, this one, I can only attribute it to just trying to be an annoying f***er. Light bulbs were frequently unscrewed or shattered. Yeah, that would be frustrating, especially if it was dark and you couldn't see to replace the b- <laughs> so, like, the black monk, right, knocks on the door, right? All the Pritchard family sat in the living room, and you hear this little... And he pops his head in the door, and he's like, Right, guys, I'm just off down to Boozer with lads, right? I'll be I'll be back in a couple hours. Have a good night. Shuts the door, walks away, and the Pritchard family all look at each other with a sigh of relief. They're like, Ah, we got a few hours free of that green foam. We're going to have a good night tonight. So Daddy Pritchard gets his book out, starts reading. All of a sudden, light smash! And you hear this little... <laughs> <laughs> Just to be an annoying little shit. You have fun, you buggers. <laughs> yeah, smashes it and then like slowly disappears behind the door again. Forgot me coat. <laughs> See you later, fuckers. <laughs> Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Brilliant. I was going to smoke my pipe, but now it's full of glass. Everything he goes to get just shatters. It's just like that Skittle advert where everything he touches just turns to Skittles. That advert absolutely always gets me. I think it's hilarious. I can't remember it very well. Enlighten me. Uh, it's, it's just because this guy is at work and he says, oh, everything that I touch turns to Skittles. And his colleague's like, that's amazing. Show me. And he touches a pen or something and it turns to Skittles. Right. And they just splatter everywhere. And they're like, that's really cool. And then his telephone phone rings on his desk and he goes to answer it and the telephone turns into skittles and he's really pissed off at this point so he just whacks both his hands on the desk and that f- right yeah i remember now i thought there was gonna be some sick joke in there about he went to have a like midday wank or something like that and oh god d- turned to skittles <laughs> Yeah. It does make me question how he got dressed. I was just about to say, how did he get dressed in the morning? Yeah. Oven gloves. No, that wouldn't work, because then you'd have oven skittles. Uh, oven skittles. <laughs> but yeah, for whatever reason, it just always used to get me. I loved that one. Moving on. Several family members claim to have been levitated off the ground by the unseen force. Photographs taken from inside the house showed strange orbs and mist-like formations. Visitors having a weird feeling when entering the house. The family's pet dog was reportedly, no Jordan, not sold, but terrified by the activity and would refuse to enter certain rooms in the house because you were in there. Yeah, I'm not going in there or sell me. me. <laughs> 
This is a bit of a weird one. The words help me appeared on a mirror inside the house. Now I have a little bit of a theory about this. The figure of the young girl was seen by several witnesses, which might have been the ghost from the poor girl that the monk was said to have murdered. So I'm thinking that maybe the two figures are there and the ghost of the girl is obviously terrified, you know, because she's trapped in that little house with this bugger of a monk who killed her. Right. And she's writing help me in the mirror and stuff like that, you know, maybe still trapped in the era, you know, the mindset of when she was killed. So Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Okay, well that's it. Proved emphatically. <laughs> yeah, this mystery solved. Just call us the Scooby Gang. Who needs Scooby Dooby Doo? Not you, you'd sell him. <laughs> Talking dog, you'd fetch a pretty penny for that, wouldn't you, Jordan? <laughs> you read my mind. It is important to note that no conclusive evidence has ever been found to either prove or disprove the haunting, and sceptics have pointed out that some of the phenomena reported could have been hoaxes or the result of natural phenomena, while believers argue that the intensity of the activity cannot be explained by natural causes alone. And to be fair, it is an extreme level to go to to physically damage your child's neck in the hope of convincing people she's been dragged upstairs especially if people were already believing you anyway. Maybe she actually was dragged upstairs. This is just a domestic abuse case. Possibly, yeah. And they were like, oh no, it was the poltergeist. Yeah, it was a ghost. Uh, let's start um, putting lots of things on string and smashing light bulbs just to keep up the charade. <laughs> yeah, social services are like, oh yeah, that, that makes sense. Someone just pushed me. Oh, it must have been a ghost. Oh, that bookcase has come out again. <laughs> yeah, all this activity always happened before they got there. <laughs> yeah. None of this evidence really makes me either a believer or not but it does kind of make me want to believe that it is a poltergeist more because I don't really want to write it off as a hoax straight away because I don't really want to think that these parents are you know intentionally damaging their children in order to perpetuate the hoax yeah you'd hope not yeah to this day the Black Monk of Pontefract remains an unsolved mystery and people continue to debate its authenticity that leads me to today Jordan the house at 30 East Drive remains a popular destination for ghost hunters and paranormal enthusiasts and the Black Monk of Pontefract remains one of the most in endearing legends of the British paranormal scene. And Jordan, you and I can actually rent this house overnight. So I think you know where this is going. Oh God. I propose that you and oh, sorry, I... you're breaking up. <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, sorry. You're oh, going to have to speak louder. You Jordan, Jordan, can you hear me? I'm afraid. <laughs> it's okay. This is recorded and he'll have to edit it. So I'm sure he'll hear it. So future Jordan, <laughs> I propose that you and I... Oh, the audio's f***ed up. Oh no, yeah. Everything's corrupted. <laughs> I was thinking that we could take ourselves and maybe a listener, maybe some kind of like run a competition, you know, maybe take my dad or your mum. She can she can bring the ham sandwiches. <laughs> are you coming with us? Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Mum, what are you on about? She ends up in a mental institute or something. All she can say is ham. Are you of sound mind? Ham. <laughs> So I think you and I should take someone along, maybe someone strong and who isn't afraid of ghosts, and we go do a live investigation there one night. We'll bring our laptops, our mics, we'll get a Ouija board, we'll get some beers, we'll just make like a massive midnight out of it, maybe have a little rave. Uh, we'll disconnect all the light bulbs, first of all, so we don't get like rained on with glass. And we'll just get some sweet content in the process. What do you think? I'm already petrified. It's already booked. <laughs> We're going tomorrow. <laughs> I, I couldn't do a Ouija board. Oh yeah, no, f*** that, I ain't touching a Ouija board. So is that not something you'd be up for? I'm sorry, you're breaking up again. Are we going to have to kidnap you? Uh, I, I just can't hear you, I'm afraid. How about now? Uh, and uh, you just, uh, just like... I f***ing genuinely thought you were being serious then. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of last week's when we recorded, you were like, Ian, Ian, are you there? You cut out and it actually happened, but you sounded so convincing then. 
I was like, I had my head over by my phone, like, Jordan, can you hear me? I know, I know. She was getting closer. <laughs> Amazing. Okay, I'll let you have that one. But yeah, that is my rendition of The Black Monk of Pontefract. That was interesting. Thank you. Any questions? I think that's crystal clear. I find Poltergeist quite fascinating. Yeah, I mean, you know when people say, like, you get too used to something and then you kind of move on to the next one because like the, the next level up because you get like a little bored of it right i always kind of felt like i got a little bit bored with ghosts so ghosts like oh you, you see a thing and then it tugs on your top and it's just like yeah i've heard that story a thousand times yeah i want to hear something a bit more spooky so poltergeist was obviously the next level up from that but i mean i've heard so many aliens are always just the, the craziest ones so that's what i always go to but it was very interesting to go back and listen to the black monk of pontifrat case because it's like it's new again to me no they that's cool i think you have to remember though if these things are real mm-hmm. regardless that's so strange yeah absolutely i mean like it's like anything else in it it either is or it isn't but you there's no way to prove to yourself unless you witness it yourself so me telling you it's like oh that's interesting yeah no you're right which is why jordan we should go there sorry it's it's just uh, it's always cutting out oh that's so weird isn't it how it does that Dude, that's bizarre Maybe because that's the black monk of pontifract is too scared you're gonna sell him it's just <laughs> won't let you come to him (laughs) don't let him come over here you could be right i mean postage and packaging would be fairly cheap (laughs) for a little spirit (laughs) take him in a box to be fair you probably could market that just like get a jar an empty jar wax seal it closed stick a label on it ghost sell it people be too scared to open it patreon tier (gasps) oh we could fight in jars It'd be the ghost of food. Oh, God. So technically not wrong. It is a ghost. Even that makes me feel (laughs) sick. Why? Too many residual memories of jar squatter. (laughs) Anyway, what were you telling us about? Um, The world's worst karate injuries, was it? Yeah, it was from Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan when he fought Jordan and Chuck Norris at once. (laughs) He stood no chance. No, so, to finish off things, because I had such a fun time presenting this to you last time, which was the Would You Rather game, we have the return of Would You Rather? With a couple of more risque questions towards the end. Would you rather part two? Are you just going to do that? Yeah, I could just dub that over at the end if you want. And like, I'll I'll do a separate recording of like 25 minutes of music for you. (laughs) Amazing. Would you rather have hair for teeth or teeth for hair? (laughs) The image of having hair for teeth. Um... Teeth for hair. Uh, it would act like a makeshift helmet. And if anyone ever annoyed me, I could headbutt bite them. <laughs> headbutt. <laughs> See, the thing is, are the teeth going to be pointing into your scalp or out of your scalp? Uh, I can only assume that as human bodies grow as to not be detrimental to themselves, they would grow outwards. They'd not be detrimental, but I'll just grow teeth <laughs> my hair. Yeah, helmet, innit? Helmet head. Do I have to brush them every night? Oh, imagine if you had loads as many as you do hair follicles. Huh. Oh, that'd be some painful wisdom teeth. Oh, you're coming out of your ears or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that would be amazing i guess that could mean hair all over your body oh so like even like my big toes got like a couple little teeth hanging <laughs> out <of it>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay well you're the question master so what is it like just on top of my head or all over originally i was thinking on top of my head but now i'm thinking all over okay i'd go for hair teeth because then at least i can <laughs> i can shave it out and get some dentures 
That's true. That's yeah, good point. I don't know why I didn't think of that in the first place. I'm walking around here with a f***ing teeth head <laughs> when I could have just <laughs> shaved out my hairy gob and got some dentures like a normal person. Like a, yeah, like a normal person. <laughs> Brilliant. So would you rather live forever with an eyelash in your eye or spinach visibly in your teeth? Uh, I would go for spinach visibly in my teeth because that's not painful and I guess I could just get used to it. I mean, I am, as I have said before, a ginormous ugger. So I'm used to looking horrible in the face of people. So a little tiny speck of spinach in my teeth is not going to do me much worse. <laughs> it would just be a, a quick, simple, oh, by the way, in some of your teeth, yeah, no. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I'm leaving it there because I'm peckish. <laughs> my wife, every single time, like if she ever like spills something on her on her top when she's eating, every time without fail, I'll be like, "Oh, wife, you just uh, dropped some." She go, "Yeah, no, I'm saving it for later." Amazing. Like, yeah, that was funny. The first hundred times I heard it. <laughs> Another one she always says to me, even more so, is like, say, I'll bring her a drink through for a tea, and I'm like, oh, where do you want me to put this? And she'll go, bend over and I'll show you. <laughs> and she does. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny until she started doing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actions speak louder than words, Ian. Okay. Would you rather have terribly bad breath or awfully stenchy armpits? Stenchy armpits. Uh. Oh, I thought that was your answer then. No, no, I was questioning the wording because I've never heard the word stenchy. <laughs> I mean, that is not a word, but okay. it felt appropriate. I got what you meant, so the intention is clear. Stenchy. I would. Is it is it possible to cover it up with like things like deodorant, or am I just like, no. does the smell just break through? No gum, no deodorant. Oh, right. What's worse, in your opinion, B.O. or gob smell? <laughs> I'd probably say B.O. because you're not really going to notice someone's bad breath generally unless you are talking in front of them but you're gonna notice people's armpits well thank you for making this option very easy for me jordan i would go for spinach breath gob teeth <laughs> and uh, i would just stand a little bit further away from people and i would say uh i'm just social distancing please stay back a bit and then they don't even have to know i've got stenchy breath you know simple I've killed him. Excuse me. Do you think that's why you've got bad breath? Because of the spinach? <laughs> yeah, it, it must be. Just decomposing. <laughs> well, if it's if it's like forever, it wouldn't decompose. Or does it like regenerate every night? To be honest, I've not thought that far ahead. Bad form, Jordan. <laughs> Call yourself a question master. Maybe that's for the third return of Would You Rather. Okay, yeah. Uh, some, <laughs> some more well thought out ones. No, but I'm, I'm loving the questions and I'm uh, loving the back and forth. So hit me with another. Would you rather adopt a Russian accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh in hysterics every time someone cries probably laugh in hysterics every time someone cries because I am a ginormous fan of people's pain so it would just complement my natural demeanor around people yeah adding the demon into demeanor <laughs> so you'd go for the hysterics every time someone's in such sorrow yeah yeah i mean i could just say it's a nervous reaction i could blame it on that so brilliant so yeah i think i'd be all right with that all right okay would you rather lose the ability to use gps for the rest of your life hmm. or lose the ability to use a credit card uh, i would definitely lose the ability to use a credit card because i have the ability to access adult level money but i have the spending habits and mentality of a f***ing five-year-old. I say that, I'm a 
one. Yeah. <laughs> I am like, what, what's another tenor? You know, what, what, what harm's that going to do? But then a lot of just another tenors add up to be just a lot of another hundreds. Yes. So to have that taken away from me would probably be a good idea. Fair enough. Very sensible approach, shall I say. What was the other option? To lose the ability to use GPS services. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I never want to go anywhere else anyway, so I'll have that one. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I like spending. <laughs> <laughs> Not sensible, Ian. Sorry. Sorry. Not sensible. Would you rather cry out tiny rocks from your eyes instead of tears or sweat mayonnaise? Ooh, I would like both of those, really. <laughs> Granted. <laughs> ah! <laughs> My eyes! <laughs> if I could cry rocks, I could provide to building traders to use in cement. I could make money off of it. I could build myself little sculptures. I could build like a little miniature city and stuff like that. How cool would that be? And if I could sweat mayonnaise, I could go out to dinner and they'd be like, would you like any mayonnaise? It's five pound a drop. And I'd be like, screw you, pal. Just turn up the heat in. <laughs> Just bring me a scoop. Yeah, just bring me a scraper, bro, and a jar. (laughs) And I guess, in a sense, I could sell that to them as well and, in essence, make money. So, yeah, give me both. It's just got tiny hairs in it. Ooh, okay. Uh, Strain it first. (laughs) How do you strain mayo? Just just stick it in a sieve and just, like, squeeze it through. I mean, you wouldn't be wasting any because it's... You You just sweat some more in you. Exactly, yeah. So, you know, you don't have to actually, like, put anything into it to make it. So you're not wasting any money. I'm just producing it. So you just, like, strain it through into a jar and you've got hairless mayo perfect <laughs> right moving on all right would you rather eat only seafood for the rest of your life damn you but live as you are now or eat normally but have constant bouts of diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> choose damn it um i would go for the latter so you're not still eating seafood then i would not eat seafood and you know what's better than a once in a while a good clear out <laughs> this is constant <laughs> no you said you said bouts not constant but constant bouts of diarrhea so like basically every day you'll have some sort of diarrhea isn't about every like few days or something it's just like a little collection of instances of one well my bout is every day okay yeah fair enough i'll go for that one <laughs> If, it, if it's not medical, you know, and it's not because of anything, and it's just because of this curse that you've afflicted on me, then that's fair enough. That's it. Nothing better than having a, an empty tummy, more room for more food. Nice. Anybody want mayo with that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I've got spinach for <laughs> Yeah. It's a little grater on my teeth getting the spinach off. Oh. A little bit of decoration. Awful. <laughs> Would you rather know when you're going to die or know how you're going to die? Uh, Well, I guess either way, I wouldn't be able to avoid it. So I guess... I would go for when. Oh, would you? Yeah, because if I knew when, then I could literally go, okay, like, so I've got 10 years, I want to do this, 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 and this, and I could literally plan out every single thing I want to do. Yeah, and you can max your credit card. Exactly, yeah, to max it out, spend as much as I want. Just like in the last year, they were like, oh, we're going to come after you. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to be dead, so good luck. Here's some mayonnaise. <laughs> That's when you realise you misread the date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you're hounded for all this debt. It's a thousand years in the future. Actually <laughs> semi-eternal. Exactly. <laughs> so you'd want to know when. I would want to know when, yeah, because like, I'm a big fan of like planning everything out meticulously, so I know where I need to be, when I need to be there, that kind of thing. Yeah, fair enough. So if I knew when I was going to die, I'd be like, right, so I want to have a threesome, uh, a foursome, want to get them leeches on board, yeah. have, a, have a delicious old fivesome. <laughs> Just like, you know, uh, so that's the next four days planned out, so what I'm going to do for the next ten years... <laughs> going to be a busy old time <laughs> penultimate one would you rather receive an alert every time your parents have sex oh. or have your parents receive an alert every time you have sex <laughs> 
I think there is a, a, a certain horrible feeling attached to knowing your parents are doing it. Yeah. But I think your parents, I mean, like your parents, they know everything about you because they've literally raised you since you were born a naked little scared sea life creature looking thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when my son was born, he looked like an angry little raisin. Oh, I can't wait till he's getting married and you show him this little... Uh... <laughs> This little snippet. We put it on repeat over his uh, wedding song. This is actually just your speech. Yeah. <laughs> when he was born, he was like little raisin. He looked like an angry little raisin. But uh, when my second was born, uh, the reason I said seafood is because he looked like an angry little shrimp. Wow, okay. Yeah, like all pink and like... So, yeah, your parents kind of know everything about you. So for them to know you're doing something like that, they're probably just going to go, who cares? You know, and, and not even think twice about it. So I think I'd probably let them take the burden and get the alert. Okay. Sorry, mum and dad. <laughs> It's not pinged for a while. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, Ian, Ian's wife's out of town today. Oh, the thing's pinged. Called me up on the phone. Bling, bling. Ian, what are you doing? Nothing. I'm on my own. Amazing. <laughs> In the background. Why would I continue if I was on the phone? <laughs> oh, hey, Dad. How's it going? Yeah, yeah. I'd love to come around for tea. I'll bring the mayo. Your dad says here, there's less activity on this alert system than the government emergency alert. <laughs> yeah. Dad, that's only happened once so far. Aye, son. <laughs> exactly. Okay, the last one. Brilliant. This one absolutely makes me curl up. <laughs> okay. It's awful, but I need to ask it. I'm excited. Would you rather yep. pull your own thumbnail off with pliers? Okay. Or put a toothpick under your big toe and kick a wall? That is pretty grim, Jordan. <laughs> the, the thought of nails being pulled off is one of my most hated thoughts, so... You're welcome. Yeah, cheers, you wee shit. Um... <laughs> Would, all right, so I have to choose one. Yes. Or both, you know, if you really want to. Or both, yeah, if I'm really into a bit of sadomasochism that day. <laughs> uh, I would, to be honest, my thumbnail, just looking at it now, it's uh, been pissing me off a little bit recently, so I, th I think I'd say bye-bye to all thummy. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you answered those with such <laughs> sincere honesty and real thought. You know, I am getting very intrigued to hear what your kind of reply would be to some things like this, so I might have to set up a little of my own, would you rather? Okay, do it. Yeah, go for it. I'm all ears. I might do it for next week, because episode 20 is a, you know, it's a nice round number. Mm, deal. I look forward to it. And I know you said, Ian, we don't need to celebrate every single 10th episode. <laughs> But I'm, I'm a sentimental bastard, and I like round numbers. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so I might I might do something special, which is, A, listen back to episode one so I can condemn myself a little bit further, and secondly, come up with some downright horrible questions for you. Brilliant. Cannot wait. So everybody, look out for that next week. You don't want to miss that. Questions will include things like, Jordan, would you rather lick my armpit for 10 years, or die from licking my armpit for too long? <laughs> Both. Okie dokie, so is that us at the end of today? I think so. Right, brilliant. So thank you everybody at home for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you have thoroughly enjoyed the babble that we have babbled. Babbled. Like a babbling brook. Like uh, an audio river flowing straight into your lug holes. Perfect. If you'd like to get in touch with us, have an idea you'd like us to research, have something read out in a future episode, or even if you just want to say hi, or even if you want to give us some would you rather questions, you can find all the links to our socials where you can reach us at twoguyswhatsup.com which will be linked in the description of this episode for your clickety clip plash lubber pleasure 
Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend. And if you're enjoying the show and you're feeling kind, a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out here and we would be eternally grateful. But on that note, thank you very much for listening, guys. You have an amazing week and we will obviously be here in the same place at roughly the same time wherever you want to listen to us next Monday. Have a lovely week. Bye! Bon voyage! <laughs> Salut! Balls are gone numb again.